a.k.a. Culture and Conversations family. I'm your host, Jamison Smallwood. And yes, this is the right podcast, Culture and Conversations. I know you guys are trying to figure out what's going on. There's no intro music. I'm not doing my sultry radio voice over that beat produced by Dwayne D.K. Kelly. I am going to tell you the truth. I am super busy right now. I have been slammed at work the last couple of weeks with my day job, programming computers. And what I want you guys to do is sit back and enjoy this bonus show that I produce for my YouTube channel called The Sit Down. And this is actually The Sit Down Episode 6 featuring my good friend James Hammond of Icon Filmworks. James is a videographer and a video producer, and he stops by my house to sit down with me, and we recorded a great video interview up on the Culture and Conversations YouTube channel. So you guys enjoy this episode, and I'm going to get back to writing some code, and I hope you guys forgive me. As usual, listen to the show, let people know about it, and if you want to get in touch with me, Culture and Conversations everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and also cultureandconversations at gmail.com. You guys be blessed and enjoy this episode. Hey, Culture and Conversations family, I have as a very special guest of this episode of The Sit Down, I have an old friend from my days at Georgia Southern, he goes by the name of James Hammond, but we knew him in college as James D-Pro Hammond. that name. Yeah, D-Pro, because when we played flag football, or at least when they played flag football and I heard about them playing flag football... Uh, James was the only person playing defense as a professional, so <laughs> they gave him the nickname in our freshman year in college as, as a D-Pro, so I'd like to welcome to the sit-down, James Hammond. What's going on, man? Man, nothing much, James. Dude, it's been a long time, brother. Yeah, it has been, man. We were just talking about how long has it been since we've had a chance to, you know, really catch up and sit down to chat and talk a little bit, man. Yeah, I mean, I also remember you from, you know, them days at the space table when we used to play over at Jay Hall on the space Jay table. Hall. Yeah, man, you know, my thing I always say, man, if you can make it out of Jay Hall, you can make it anywhere. That's it. Playing spades, man, uh, you know, it's it's epic. You know, we were, um, you know, we were playing all the time, nonstop, into the wee hours of the night. And when he says we played all the time, folks, you need to understand, this man, we played from 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. some weekends because it was nothing to do. Yeah. So, busting heads, throwing cards across the table, making people cry, <laughs> kicking people out, the, kicking people out the building for reneging. That's what we did over there. Yeah, people were really, uh, people were really passionate about space, but we didn't have anything else to do because we were broke college students, so we were just trying to pass the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it's never fun. It was never fun being broke, but we had a great time. I mean, it was it was a lot of a lot of good good folks we played with though. That's I mean, it. I mean, yeah. I mean, like you know, me, you, Matt, North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt North. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Torrance Simmons, uh, aka Ray. Uh, you know, my homeboy from back home, and and he went to Georgia Southern too. Yeah, uh, yeah. We just played, man. We played with a bunch of people, man. So, man, James. The reason I want you to come on a sit down is I have been getting into the world of podcasting doing videography work, um, and recording stuff. And I've always kind of had a, some kind of a camera hanging around and some type of a recorder hanging around me, you know, the last couple of years, 
But this year, obviously, I made a push with culture and conversations to really get out here and start doing videography work. Yeah. And, you know, I saw some of the great things that have been going on with you in your timeline on social media, things that you've been doing with uh, Icon Filmworks. And I just wanted to give you a chance to kind of talk about what got you into videography and how we got to this point. And, uh, yeah, maybe you can help me also understand how to develop my eye and my ear, you know, as a podcaster. So, so go ahead, man. Yeah. So the, the funny thing is that the first thing that actually got me into videography was I kind of, um, got thrown into videography because as we all know, I never know how to stop talking. (laughs) Um, I've always had, I've always had a big mouth. So, um, I'd like to say that the reason why I got thrown into videography is because when I was in high school, I had a, I had a teacher, um, actually track coach coach seals he kicked me out of the classroom because i wouldn't stop talking cracking jokes on him i could never stop talking talk i could never stop talking so he kicked me out of the classroom and he sent me to my other track coach's classroom uh dr futrell and dr futrell um basically was like james we know you love to tell stories we know you love to talk (laughs) tell a story with this camera one time so he taught me a few things with the camera while i was in high school this was my between my sophomore and junior year of high school taught me a few things with with the camera and next thing you know I'm just going around the school telling different stories with the camera uh becoming obsessed with just using different camera angles all those things until finally I decided you know what I really want to you know turn my life into this so that's what happened it went from doing that in high school pretty okay. much out of out of being punished mm-hmm. to me getting an internship my junior year of high school with Fulton County Schools, oh, wow. where, I became, where I actually was a digital video specialist during my during my junior. And I, actually, I was an intern. I was an intern there um, from my junior year of high school all the way through graduation at graduation from Georgia Southern. When mm-hmm. we went home for summers and we went home for breaks, I was going back and still interning with mm-hmm. the school district, helping run their television station. Wow. Um, so it, James, what yeah. did what did you go to school for at Southern? What was your major? My major was broadcasting. So I had a degree in broadcast administration and also broadcast production. Ah, so you've always, to your point, not only just the interest of it in high school, but you always, even during Southern, you went, you were going into broadcasting and wanted to you know, work behind the camera. Yeah, I, I always did. And the other thing that was awesome is, is that one thing a lot of people don't know is, is that my last two years at Southern, I actually had an athletic scholarship through Georgia Southern's football team oh, wow. as their videographer for the football team. <laughs> so they gave you they gave you a scholarship uh, to just go around and do the videography work. Yeah, man, I got a scholarship for doing a full scholarship for doing that. And the other thing that was dope was is that I also um I I also you know helped boost their GPA a little bit. So yeah. you know, hell Southern, I love I love my Georgia Southern Eagles. I love my football team. Uh, we had a bad week this past week, but hey, we gonna fight back and we gonna win this conference championship this week. This so year. who do we lose to this week? Unfortunately, it was the University of Louisiana Monroe. Uh, you know the War Chickens. They beat us, but hey, we're, we're gonna we gonna we gonna finish this thing strong. We're gonna beat Troy. I'll be there this week. Yeah, we're undefeated with me in the stadium this year. So, <laughs> see, that's the problem, man. You got to get out into the games, man. Exactly. They need me there, yeah. man. So I got. I just picked up my tickets today. I'll be there. Yeah, they got a good parking space too in the Blue Row. So look for me there. That's cool, man. That's cool. So when you when you graduated from Southern, you started uh, working back with Fulton County Schools. So when I graduated from Southern, um, I actually started the company while we were while we were at Southern. Gotcha. So I started the company while we were at Southern, but I took my first job with this. It was this internet broadcasting station mm-hmm. called BusinessTVChannel.com. They're now currently out of business. It was a great bit. It was a great company. I just left because I just, I'm going to be honest, when you can't figure out the way that things work and the way that dollars come into an organization, it. it's it. best to best to leave before you have any more questions. That's it. So I left there, 
made some great friends over there who I still work with. Shouts out to Christian Jolly. And I even went, I even went on from there and I went to the city of East Point and I ran their TV station starting in 2006. Oh, wow. Went from there to um, Fulton County Schools, mm-hmm. uh, then from there to Atlanta Public Schools, and then from there to Atlanta, to, to city of, actually not the city of Atlanta, um, went from there to just being all out just from our company. Wow. Did, you know, with that, you know, that experience of going into these different these different places, like you talked about internet, what'd you say, internet business TV? It was a business TV channel, yeah. Okay. So, like, what it was... was, it, was a, it was an internet TV station. It was dope, though. Okay. So, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I like to always talk about business a little bit. What were some of the problems you saw with their business model and why they couldn't make money? Well... That you can talk about if it's you know yeah um well it's just the just the little things like you you didn't have the ability to really track the metrics as to who uh, was look, who was viewing your content gotcha. like you know you and I we were having this conversation earlier about you know as a content creator it's always mm-hmm. good to be able to have the analytics and be able to dive down to see who your customer is mm-hmm. well I was producing their content and I was I've always been somebody that likes to dig into the analytics and look at everything mm-hmm. and I would see all this content that I'm producing but I wouldn't see the consumers yeah. Yeah. So it's it's one thing to be able to, to be producing con- to be producing tons and tons and tons of content, mm-hmm. but when you don't see people consuming it, it kind of it kind of it kind of hurts you because you don't see that money coming back in. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you have and to, you don't see subscribers. Like yeah. they had they had a few large companies that were working with them, but there's no way that those large companies were 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 supplementing the space that they had. And all of the equipment that they were constantly purchasing, it just didn't seem like it was a sustainable model. I got you. You got to know where you're, you got to know the analytics because that tells you where you need to spend your money. Right. You know, that's the, that's the biggest piece. You know, for me, with my podcast, Culture and Conversations, I have breakdowns through my host provider that tell me exactly what cities people are actually listening to the show in. So if I ever get to the point where I have enough listeners, knock on wood, then, you know, I know, okay, these are my five major cities. I'm going to go do live podcasts at these five major cities. Right. And then I'm going to sell merch to these people because these are the people who are most rocking with the podcast. But to your point, if you don't know who's looking at your content and you don't know where the eyeballs are coming from, then you can't expect to be successful running a business exactly. on content. You know, so now when tell me more about the business that you started. You started Icon Filmworks. Where did you get the name Icon from? Because I love the name. Yeah. And what was the what was the thought process behind the business initially, and and kind of how and where it is at today? Well, com- the company Icon Filmworks it was started while we were at Georgia Southern. I still remember I was sitting in my dorm room, actually not my dorm room, my apartment over there in College Park Apartments, mm-hmm. um, uh, apartment seven fourteen A, sitting in there, and I was thinking about what would be great names for my company. And I I you know before I do anything, I always want to make sure that. I research what something means. Sure. So I looked at I the, the, what stuck out, what constantly stuck out to me was icon, icon this, icon that, icon that. And, you know, it was whenever I look at things and, you know, you look at people and you're like, oh, that person is an icon. It means that they're the best at what's uh, the best at what's happening. I got you. I and got I look you. at my company as being I, I look at everything I do as being the premium, the, the top at the top of the top, the top of everything. I like for us to be the best at everything. Yeah. And the thing I always want to do is I always want to be want everything I do to be looked at as being done in an iconic way. I got you. So that's why we came with the name Icon Filmworks. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we spell it with a K is because I prefer the phonetic spelling uh, over the regular spelling. I got you. It looks better, too. Like mm-hmm. this, the K versus the C. I gotta yeah. be honest, it does look better. Thank you. So, um, what's some of the stuff you've worked on, man? That you are, 
you know, that you can, that you can talk about, obviously, and that, um, have, you know, has, has been something that you would consider a success story for Icon? Well, I'd honestly say like one of the biggest things that, um, one, one of the first things I ever did that was like the biggest thing for me. And I still look back at it was when we did our first live streaming event actually for, um, Operation Hope back in 2013. Wow. Um, Mm. that was huge because, I had to actually troubleshoot an issue that we were having because we wanted to have a live conversation mm-hmm. with the crown prince of Norway <laughs> in his home in Norway. But we wanted to have a conversation with him mm-hmm. and it'd be able to go on between John Hope Bryant, um, Bernice King and Andrew Young all sitting in Ebenezer Baptist Church. Wow. So we had to, you know, calculate what the, you know, what we had to figure out what service to use so mm-hmm. they could have this live conversation back and forth. Yeah. Um, and also how to get this streamed out. I mean, how to get this streamed out to, um, to, to the masses. So we needed to have the conversation live so that they could participate right there in the church. Yeah. And also have it so everybody can hear everywhere. I got so you. that was, that was one of the big things for us. And that was an awesome project. Um, also there's been, you know, we do a lot of conference videography and also we do mm-hmm. a lot of conference videography. We work, we consult with a lot of governments, local governments have been a blessing for us because mm-hmm. we've worked with a lot. We've worked with a lot of them. There's been the city of East point city of Atlanta mm-hmm. and also the city of college park and also the city of South Fulton. Yeah. Um, they've all been blessings to us and we love working with all three of those organizations. So they, so they bring you in saying, Hey James, we've got this event. We've got dignitaries here. Uh, we've got conferences that we're running, whatever training, and then they say, "How do we get our content out to mm-hmm. whoever the consumer is?" And they bring you guys in to set up the infrastructure temporarily for their for their purpose to get to get well, the content shot. They, they come to us for us to help help us to help them tell their story. Oh. Um, like one of the more one of the more fascinating things I can say is is that I, I was working with the nonprofit Healthy, Healthy Mothers Healthy Babies of Georgia. Okay, and we had to produce two videos for them, mm-hmm. and we had to go we had to go um, on location in a ton of different different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make the long story short, we had to go to all of the um, first ladies of Georgia. Wow. And we had to conduct interviews with them to talk about why healthy mothers, healthy babies of Georgia, and what was their, what do these first ladies of Georgia believe is their last, their lasting impact mm-hmm. from their time being in the governor's mansion. Wow! And just hearing those stories that we had to tell, mm-hmm. um, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I had the honor of of interviewing uh, Sandra Deal, who is mm-hmm. a sweetheart. Had had the honor of interviewing um uh. Uh, Miss Miss Purdue, mm-hmm. and also um, the amazing, the amazing Rosalind Carter. Wow, wow! You know that's Jimmy Carter's wife, right? Jimmy Carter's wife. Wow, that's amazing. She is amazing, and the stories that she told, like it's it's incredible. Like I even just go back sometimes to just look at the raw footage from those things, mm-hmm. and there's so much more that can be done with mm-hmm. it. But there's only so much. I had only I was only given like a three minute slot for each first lady. Yeah. To yeah. put in this video, and each video had each video. I promise you, I have close to forty-five, fifty minutes of footage on it, and it's amazing. So, with that in that scenario, you help them tell their story. Like, did you ask questions to them, and did you help the full? The, you help script the interview. Yeah, we did the full. We did the full interview with them. I mean, and it was yeah, we gave yeah, we gave them a few questions to ask, 
But then a lot of a lot of times it was, okay, um, what else do you want to ask? And you have to, you know, you always have to, you know, you got to dig a little bit more to get what you want. Yeah, that's amazing, though. Like, that's, you know, that's part of my tagline for the Culture and Conversations podcast is I, I'm, love, I'm loving trying to help people tell their story. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, I love the idea of people who have a story, but they don't necessarily know how to tell it. And then you come into the picture and you help them kind of tell it, you know. Right. Um, and in this age that we live in now where video, uh, photography, just all of the, the media that we're consuming, it is it is it's just has grown astronomically and exponentially. You need people who like you, Icon Filmworks, who can come in and help tell the story digitally across those different you know mediums and genres. Because that is where we're at now. We're in an age where people expect you to have video to tell the story. People expect right. you to have uh, photography that tells the story. People expect you to have a podcast to tell the story. Right. You know, and I mean, I, I, I don't I see your business and your content that you're creating just continually to grow and continue mm-hmm. to grow. You know, what What have been some of the challenges you face, man, with Icon Filmworks? Like, what are some of the hard times and lessons you've had to learn as you've gone about the process of developing your company? Well, one of the big things I had to realize is is that, um, honestly, I, this is funny. I was just having this conversation with my friend Zach at, um, at the Outstanding Atlanta dinner on Friday night. Um, I had to realize that there's, for me, there's really no such thing as work-life balance. Wow. Um, that you have to really, really focus on work-life integration and it's not work-life integration is all right. Pro- you gotta, you gotta unpack that. That sounded <laughs> kind of deep. That sounded yeah. kind of, you gotta help you with that one. Yeah. So work-life integration is the process of actually taking what you do and really, really just focusing more on the brand of you mm-hmm. and less so much on the actual company. So what I've been doing is that, yes, people know Icon Filmworks. People also, they know me very well. Mm-hmm. But what it is is that um, a lot of times when people, they want to do business with Icon, sometimes they won't know it's me. Okay. They'll, they'll, they'll know, we want to work with James. Mm-hmm. And what, like, what happens a lot of times is that people say they get to know me, they'll talk to me, and then they'll say, you know what, James, how, what can we do to work together on something? And then we'll discuss what, it, what exactly it is that I do. And people then find a way to work with it. I mean, like, there's, there's, this happens more often than not. As an entrepreneur, that's what I, that's what I do. Um, I work my personal life mm-hmm. with my company. Gotcha. And it, it works out amazingly for me. You, you have a balance where you bring your company and its activities into The company's always with me. Gotcha. That's a great point you made there. I mean, I didn't think about it like that. And I I agree, right? You know, um, I consider culture and conversations as much a hobby as it is also an entrepreneurial endeavor. And people see me sometimes, they see me with recorders and they see me with the cameras and they see me, you know, traveling and and hashtagging and all this stuff. It's always there. You know, it's always a part of it. You know, as you integrate your business and your life together, what are some of the things that um, you do to sort of make sure that you do have some balance there. Like, is there, is there any tips for that? Or is that just a matter of you making the time and you just having a strong schedule well, to keep it all in order? Well, the thing is, is that it's not me ever making time. If you ever see my Google calendar, I live by it to the T. Yeah. If yeah, it's not, that, yeah. if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. Gotcha. Like everything from, like everything's on the calendar, everything from me eating breakfast to me going to the gym uh-huh. to, me um to, to to heck my furniture getting furniture being delivered to my house on uh what is that on Tuesday yeah everything is on the calendar yeah, everything's on the calendar yeah so if it's not there it doesn't exist so I mean that's a good tip because I'm, I mean just prioritizing using the calendar will help you 
determine if it's important or not. If it's not on your calendar, then to your point, it doesn't exist. That must mean it's not that important for you to be spending time on. Right. And the other thing is, is that like, you can't really sit there and like, I'm not gonna lie. I have a low attention span. Mm -hmm. I really do. Okay. So what I actually do is that I have these other little productivity tips that I use things like if I'm going to why, if I'm going to work, Mm -hmm. like a lot of times I just go and I work, I work at my laptop. I'm working at my laptop 90% of the time. Sure. If I'm working on my laptop, I literally, I'll set a timer in my Google, like I'll set a timer on my phone. It'll, it'll literally let me know, okay, it's time to take a break. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, I work 45 minutes, take a break for 15. Okay. So I might be working for 45 minutes, then go watch 15 minutes of first take. Gotcha. Gotcha. What does your day look like, man? You know, what is, what is a day in the, not even a day, right? Let's talk about the week, the, your work week. Okay. So let's say... Take me through your work week. What does that look like in terms of shooting, in terms of editing, mm-hmm. in terms of booking clients? What does that look like, you know, in your world of Icon Film Works? Okay. Well, the crazy thing is that the booking thing happens like around the clock. Okay. Because I had somebody call me yesterday morning at ten AM. No, no, no. This morning at ten AM for a project that's coming up next Monday. Oh wow. Um that it's it's an AV project because we're trying to expand into the AV world also of providing full AV services. So if you have events, things of that nature, we're trying to expand into that area now as well. All right. So so let me ask you about this. Let's uh, we're gonna get back to your your right your, your week because that sounded deep. So AV <laughs> services like you show up and you film and and you provide the the venue or the event with all of the, the what they everything, need everything you need from the speakers, the microphones, the projectors. Um, we have a partnership with some of, with some of our other some of our other friends that own companies, mm-hmm. and we're pretty much we're partnering together to put to put these services together because it makes no sense that we can't sit here and and win in this spe- in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be honest. You look, there's a lot of AV companies, but there's not there's not a lot of AV companies that look like us. They're not gotcha. they're not young, black, and handsome. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> they're, they're you know they're, they're not like right us. There. Young, black, and handsome. <laughs> That's it, man. But you know, a lot, me and a few of my friends—that's—that's the—that's the road that we're going down. Mm-hmm. We want to try to win in that space as well, yeah. Because we're already winning in the video world. But the thing is that when you conquer one thing, you always have to look for another mountain, to, another mountain to climb. Yeah, I mean that keeps you diversified too, in terms of being a business owner. I mean, you have to have multiple streams of in- income, and we always talk about that in, in in church and in other places where we get financial perspective. We'll talk about having multiple sources and multiple you know streams of income but to your point yeah you need you need to have another market or another revenue source for your business absolutely so you know i was asking you about your the work week the work week what does that look like so literally um month so i'll just talk about this week coming up Mm -hmm. and i'll actually pull that up on my lap on my ipad right here real quick but i know that tomorrow so tomorrow morning i'm pretty much spending the first half of the day just doing pretty much all editing okay editing and kicking out some dvds for some clients that they need that they actually need dvds for not Mm -hmm. a lot of clients need dvds but i have certain ones that they like to still receive dvds dropbox isn't enough for them because a lot of a lot of times the majority of my clients they're like Put it in Dropbox, put it in Google Drive, we're good. So pretty much from 8 until, actually really, let's say 7.30 until about noon, I'll be editing and finalizing projects. Okay. Um, after that, I'll be doing, um, just doing some different little client calls to call around to a few, call around to make sure that we're on, that we're on pace with a few other projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that does that. Um, then on... Uh yeah, Tuesday I'm gonna be editing the entire day. Also going around doing some drone footage during okay. that time also because I've really really immersed myself with my drones. Okay, I'm obsessed with using them, so I try to use drones in just about everything now. So 
I'll be doing editing and drones most of editing and drone work most of Tuesday. Okay. Because I've got one client that they need some drone work for their front their front page of their website. And by drone work, you're talking about like those aerial shots where you see like the slow pan across a, mm-hmm. a particular area. Yeah, slow slow pans across different areas. Uh, actually flying through some stuff mm-hmm. that that stuff. So that'll be that'll be most of the day Tuesday. That'll wow. be doing that'll be doing that. Okay. As well as waiting on waiting on some furniture to be delivered that we just bought. Nice. Um, nice. and then I have a board meeting for the Technology Association of Georgia that that evening. The next day is literally more edits, more um, more more calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and also scheduling shoots for the weekend. Yeah. Um, this week is actually going to be a short week for me because, oh, actually, no, no, because Thursday, Thursday, I have two shoots that day. So Thursday, I'm actually going to be working with the Atlanta Fire Foundation because mm-hmm. we're doing their, I'm shooting their breakfast, their breakfast for breakfast with our bravest. And that's going to be pretty, that's going to be pretty awesome. And then, um, I'm going to be getting started on editing that because we have a fast turnaround on that project. Yeah. And then Friday, I'm flying to Savannah because we got to get ready, get ready to go back down to Southern because I got to. You know, cheer on the boys on Saturday. Cheer on the boys. You, you know, uh, that I mean, that, that helps me understand your perspective and how you go through and move with, you know, within your week. You know, people ask me oftentimes about my about my how I do the podcast. And I'm not going to say it's exactly your style because it's not. Yeah. What I do is, um, you know, I have bookings where I send out emails. I have a period of time I try to set aside during the week. Right. Send out my emails, send out my direct messages on Instagram and Facebook to get people on the show uh, once I get them into the pipeline and get them scheduled then it's just a matter of I'll set up a couple of actual interviews maybe in a, in the same day like I got two today where I got you yeah and then I've got another one coming up um, as soon as we get wrapped up that's cool and then we bang out as many interviews as we can in a day yeah and then at that point it's about building up the backlog because I have a schedule I have to release on so I try to keep a contract a social contract of some kind with my audience to release you know once a week and then that means I have to have an episode in a hopper, yeah, ready to go out once a week. You know, yeah, I always got to keep something in the pocket. You got to, you got to. So um, usually my the Tuesday night before I release is really the busiest time for me because that's when I'm editing, right? Um, I'm, I'm I'm recording my intros and my commentaries, and then also getting doing an outro and taking you know getting the episode for, you know finished off. And then I published, so it, it's, uh, yeah, you have to, but, you, but I mean, it's a workflow. It's, it's a, a grind. It's, it's a grind, you know? Yeah. So, man, James, you were talking about just a lot of stuff that's been going on with you, though. Like, you know, uh, you were talking about in 2016, you were uh, selected as one of the Georgia Southern 40 under 40. Yeah. Um, just tell me, tell me about some of those other awards that you had, you've received and you've uh, been a part of. Okay, I'll start with the, I'll start with, honestly, the one that changed my life was actually, I'd say, um, in 2012. I was selected to be a fellow in the new leaders council. That mm-hmm. was the, that was the, uh, that was the fellowship that actually changed my life because, um, it made me really, really sit back and look at the way that I work. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2012, I was a completely different person than I am today. I got you. I used to be, I used to be the way I phrased it. I was very, very multi-passionate. I, I would literally sit there and if there was something going on, if there was an event that was going on, yeah. I felt like I had to be at it and I felt like I had to contribute to it. Yeah. And I didn't really know exactly what my cause was. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I didn't understand what life entrepreneurship was. I didn't mm-hmm. understand how to use what I use, what I did one to further myself more financially mm-hmm. and two to also help further other causes at the same time. I didn't understand how to do that. Okay. And that's what, that's what I learned in 2012. Mm-hmm. So from there I refocused everything and everything in my life completely changed after 2012. Okay. 20, um, 
2016, I was named to the Georgia Southern 40 under 40. Okay. 2017, I received the um, – I, I, was, I was selected to be a part of the inaugural class of um, emerging leaders of DeKalb through Leadership DeKalb. Okay. 2018, I was a, I was a, a fellow – and um, the I was a fellow in the lead, in Lead Atlanta, which is a the young professionals part of um of Lead Atlanta of Leadership mm. Atlanta. And most recently, I was selected as the as a member of um the honorees for Outstanding Atlanta for 2018. Oh wow! And that we're actually I'm actually a member of the 50th class of Outstanding Atlanta, and that. I'm not going to lie. When I found out that I was selected to be a part of Outstanding Atlanta, I almost cried because, mm-hmm. like, um, the, the, the shoulders of the, the – I'm standing on the shoulders of giants here. I mean, yeah. like, the people that are part of that class. I mean, the current mayor of Atlanta, she was, she was a member in 96. Um, wow. the, the The woman who I say is going to be the future governor of Georgia, mm-hmm. she was a member in 98. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. And, I mean, like, the previous mayor of Atlanta, he was, in, he was also class of 96. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these people, they're amazing to me. Wow. And you know, that, that, and that's just mentioning just a few of them. They're state representatives. There's also other people who have, who, who are ruling the media world, who are all parts of this, this family. And I was welcomed into it a few, a couple of months ago. Wow. You, um, you know, you mentioned all of those great organizations that you're a part of, you know, why has that been such a part of what it is that you have done with your with your brand and your business what what is it that that networking has given you that you've been able to use to build your business as well as your personal yeah. your personal community involvement well i'd like to say that 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 networking that i've done through all of those organizations the thing that it's really done for us is is that one it's brought us it's brought us closer to the causes that we really care about mm-hmm. and it also it's it's made it so that i've been able to actually um, kind of sort of intertwine my company more with the causes that I care about. Wow. Um, I've been like, you know, I really, really care about helping with help, helping with, um, how helping, helping single mothers with housing and helping improve communities in that way. So that's mm. how I became involved. We're involved with work done charities. Okay. Um, I, I, I care about that. I care about, I care about, I care about people having equity across the, across the board. Mm-hmm. That's how my company became involved with, um, the partnership with Southern equity. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all of it has come together and it's been beautiful because uh, you, you can really, really make a difference with something when you can really, really tie yourself to what it is you're working on mm-hmm. and it not, you don't just, I don't just look at my clients from my company as being just clients. I look at them as, you know, they're friends. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And you're trying, I mean, you're, you're really trying to touch people. It looks like, I mean, that, that is always a great way of pairing mission and, and the entrepreneurship because it gives you a chance to have a, a mission, but a little bit of a moral mission into what you do. Exactly. And uh, it seems like in 2018, people are really want to really want to connect with the moral mission of a business as much as also the actual services that business offers. You know, so man, James. You know, as we kind of wrap up this portion of the conversation, man, where, where how can people find out more about your business and what you do, and get in touch with you if they want some of your services, man? Well, easiest way to find out about the about me and about the business: follow us on all the social media profiles. You can always find me on Facebook at James Hammond. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Instagram, my inst- my personal Instagram ha- inst- Instagram is Mister Icon nineteen oh six spelled I K O N. Okay. The company is Icon Filmworks. Mm-hmm. I K O N Filmworks. On Instagram, you can also follow us. You can 
also look at our website, www.iconfilmworks.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, and, you know, it's also those same handles on Twitter as well. Okay. You said, you said 1906, so you might want to shout them people out, man. Yeah, you know, I always got to give a shout out to the bros of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> always got to give them a shout out. Cool, man. Cool. James, man, I appreciate you uh, being a part of the Culture and Conversations podcast, being a part of the sit down. I just appreciate you, man, making the time for my audience and, and doing this part of the show, man. Anytime for you, brother. Anytime. Cool.